Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. Welcome in. You found the World Travel Dad Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to be talking about Naples, Italy. You've heard of it. Uh, probably haven't been there. Most people haven't. They only go as far as Rome, but there's so much more to Italy. We're going to be talking about Naples, Sorrento, and the Amalfi Coast including the storybook fairy tale town of Positano. If this is your first time joining the show, we'll start off with some international headlines that affect your travel plans. And about halfway through, we start our trip report on the Amalfi Coast. And we should have some bloopers because I'm constantly committing travel errors and sharing those with you. So thanks for uh, joining me. So Naples, Italy, is one of these cities, if you're an Italophile, you know, if you're somebody that loves Italy the way I do, it's fascinated you for years. Potentially, you've never been there because, you know, you go to Rome and then that's kind of it. And in fact, I was always told, you know, Naples, you can't handle Naples. Don't even try it. You know, they, they try to talk you out of it. You're going to get pickpocketed. It's going to be crazy. They're, they're going to have Vespas. You know, so I'm, I'm supposed to be afraid of Vespas now. Uh, you know, so, I mean, frankly, I'm not afraid of a Vespa, especially after spending five months in Southeast Asia. I mean, scooters, little like uh, lawnmower scooters, that's the last thing that I'm going to be worried about. So we thought, let's do Naples. And let's uh, you know guard our wallets because apparently pickpocketing is just a huge deal. I, I mean, I haven't even been close enough to someone to pickpocket me on this trip, so I don't know where people are crowding in. Maybe it's the time of year that that we're here. I mean, we're not here in summertime, so the pickpockets are not are not out yet. Naples is a beautiful city. It's old and kind of crumbling. Uh, it was essentially leveled during World War II, and I did not realize that, but it was bombed by the Allies, and then later, it was when the Allies liberated Naples, it was bombed by the Germans, so yeah, they got it from both sides. The Italian people, by and large, um, were really not Mussolini fans. I heard a story that after World War II, they passed Mussolini's body around to various cities and the town could kind of spit on him and, and kind of get their aggression out. Um, kind of like 
Michael Bolton in Office Space when he goes after the the printer. I mean, who hasn't been that mad? I totally get it. So in in uh, Como, uh, up there in Lago de Como, um, they allegedly put Mussolini up at the train station, and people urinated on on him for a couple straight weeks. They were they were so mad at what he had done, and so basically my point is, um, we shouldn't harbor really any ill will toward Italy for that whole World War II thing. Um, they were very happy when the Allies finally liberated Naples. Naples is about an hour and a half south of Rome. You can get there quickly on a train line, but we flew we flew into Naples, and it is a grittier city. And it could be kind of scary um, for the average tourist, I guess. Uh, but we uh, we loved it. Um, I mean, it was. Um, I can't complain. I mean, everywhere you look, there's some sort of meaningful duomo, a church, um, a museum, a, a large square, you know, gigantic, you know, basilicas. Um, I mean, it, it just felt like a real fun kind of slice of Italy. And I think they say, you know, if you like Rome, then you'll love Naples. If you, if Rome kind of gives you a headache, Naples is, is like a distilled version of Rome, like more craziness, less order. And I can definitely see that. I mean, it's kind of a dirty city. There's graffiti everywhere. And, um, there's, uh, you know, urine on the streets, uh, dog poop. But even with the dog poop, the urine, the crumbling buildings, the graffiti everywhere, I mean, it was still pretty amazing. So when you're walking around Naples at night, you need to look look up. Remember to look up. The skyline is unbelievable. These old buildings, they have them flood lit. And it's really, it's really just something else. Uh, we ate, we ate out, um, quite a bit there. I mean, we cooked in the Airbnb as well. I mean, you know, that's my, that's what I love to do. It saves a lot of money when you cook in the Airbnb has really changed the game completely on that because before, if you're staying at a hotel, you know, Americans coming to a hotel, they, you know, you can't cook there, but if you can rent out a little condo now downtown and you can go pick out your groceries for the day and cook a fun meal with the kids uh, if somebody throws a temper tantrum, you know, like me or my wife, you know, we're just as likely to, um, you know, you're not at a, in a public place, but the restaurants were reasonably priced. Um, the people in Italy per usual, you know, they're very friendly and I'll get to this momentarily, but, um, I'm very happy that the Italians have their same, uh, laid back, easygoing mentality. They're like, um, you know, if you compare it to France, you know, f- f- the French, the, the French are like the uptight ones in the family, the ones that kind of have you on edge a little bit. And then the Italians, that's like your, that's like your uncle that's just cool. Like you can just talk to him. He's not going to make you feel uptight. He's just cool. And speaking of the French, um, we discovered this thing here in Italy called the Cornetto Chocolata. It is a chocolate croissant. I don't know when this thing came about. I mean, it's been 11, 12 years maybe since I've been to Italy. 
this chocolate croissant is out of this world. I, I can't believe what's happened here. I mean, from what I can tell, Italy has taken the croissant. They've commandeered it from France. France was, uh, they were showing a lot of hubris. They rested on their laurels. They thought that they owned the croissant. They thought, who's crazy enough to, to mess with the croissant? I mean, it's ours. You know, we even pronounce it croissant. And what Italy did is they they came in and they took that croissant and they have taken it over is what they've done. They've taken this thing to a new stratosphere. The chocolate-filled croissant, there are other, you can get it filled with other things too. But the chocolate is out of this world. Um, my wife is gluten-free. She's been eating these things, you know. We took gluten-free and we threw it out the window. I mean, I couldn't be happier. So that's a lesson. You know, all you countries out there, you know, don't be too stuck up. You got to gotta watch your back. Italy came and took the croissant. Never thought I'd see it happen. It's unbelievable. So uh, then we, you know, after four nights in Naples, we we got a good fill, got a good feel for the city, and we took the train, an hour-long train, over to the town of Sorrento. You probably heard that name, Sorrento. It's like you tell people you're going to the Amalfi Coast and Sorrento, and, and they kind of nod, and they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful over there. You know, if you if you ask them to point it point to it on the map, they'd be completely lost. They'd probably be, they'd be looking down in southern Italy. Then they'd kind of look up north. Uh, but um, it is uh, it's on the it's on this little peninsula that's, that juts out, and um, it's a cool town. It's kind of like it's like the working class part of this area. It's a very kind of nice area. Um, you know, there's not as much graffiti and, and trash and stuff, but it's within striking distance of Naples. I mean, you can see the city of Naples when you look outside, so it's right in that general area. But really, uh, really nice kind of resort town. And uh, we've been here for about three days now and really have enjoyed it. One of the things, going back to, I, I compare France and Italy all the time because of France and Italy and Spain are like this triumvirate of like dominant tourist places. I mean, they're the most likely place you're going to go in Europe or one of these three and they compete and jockey for position. But Italy, Italy, uh, continually wins this battle. I mean, from the people, the food and speaking of the people, um, whereas the, the French kind of, um, they seem kind of embarrassed of like Americans, you know, they're, they kind of, uh, they're, they're not mean. I mean, they're, they're very pleasant, but they're kind of embarrassed. You know, when you're, ta- when you're never going to see an American flag in France. If, if there's a, if you get a menu and it's, and it has English, you're going to see the, the British flag, you know, it's okay to, it's okay to have the British flag. Of course. I mean, that's, that's sophisticated, you know, but don't put that American flag on there. Don't, don't let anyone see that. I mean, last time I checked, the United States was the largest English speaking nation in the world. I mean, you know, I, I don't think New Zealand has taken, taken over that top spot. I think it's the United States. I think it's okay to acknowledge that, you know, we're kind of an important country. Ooh, you know, 
How dare he say that? But when you come to Sorrento, these people are not embarrassed of Americans. They will fly an American flag. They view the United States as an ally. It, the, the relationship between Italy and the United States, I mean, we really need to cherish that. I think that's a wonderful friendship. We really need to cherish it as much as possible. The, um, the, the familial ties between Italian immigrants who moved to the East Coast, especially in New York and in New Jersey, um, that's a very special relationship. And to see, you know, things called the American bar and to see a, an American flag flying. And, and just before you say anything, um, before you criticize me for uh, contradicting myself, because usually I would not go to something called the American bar. This is not a tour. This isn't to be a tourist trap. This is like a real sophisticated, um, you know, uh expression or appreciation of American culture and, and, and people. And it's, it's legitimate. And you can tell, um, when you're dealing with people, they're not embarrassed that you, that you only speak English and they're not embarrassed that you're from the United States. And, uh, I want to, you know, bless their heart. I want to give the, uh, Neapolitans, the Sorrentinos, the people from Sorrento, I want to give them a big hug for that. And then yesterday we took a day trip on a bus, about a 45-minute bus. It was nothing. You go across the peninsula over this mountain, and you get to the little town of Positano. I had heard about this town. It's like the south's answer to Cinque Terre, you know, up north, if you've heard of that. And Positano, I'm more of a Cinque Terre guy because then you get the five towns, and you can kind of walk to them and take little trains there's just kind of more to it, but I got to tell you, Positano, it's a, it's postcard pretty, and it was something else. We spent the day there just kind of walking around the town. I mean, that's kind of what you do. It's off-season, kind of ugly right now. You know, the restaurants aren't open. There's like one restaurant, and uh, but... It's it's a it's a beautiful town. It's legit. I can see why people you know want want to visit and see it. I'm glad we got to cross up the list, and then we took the the bus back, and we're back here in Sorrento. We have plans to go to the island of Capri. Uh, some people say Capri, but it's Capri, and then there's Ana Capri. Um, the two sides to this um, island, or it might be two separate islands. And I'm kind of, um, uh, you know, an iconoclast. I'm a contrarian, so I would probably choose Anna Capri, you know, the one that's less known just by default. But we'll see what we end up doing. I don't know if you do both islands, you know. I'll maybe try to update on uh, Instagram, you know, after that trip. And then, of course, there's Pompeii. In, in Mount Vesuvius. So we have that lined up. We're going to head over to Pompeii tomorrow and um, really looking forward to it. This, of course, is the town that was forever covered in volcanic ash and preserved through plaster molds, um, a 2,000-year-old town that was covered uh, by Mount Vesuvius. And there's some good accounts of it because a uh, 
a Roman named Pliny, a Roman philosopher named Pliny the Younger, um, actually survived it and, and wrote down a lot of what he saw. And so a lot of the written record was really well preserved. And there's a town kind of around the bay called Herculaneum that also is a, a good place to visit. I don't know if we'll actually get to that one, but <clears throat> definitely Pompeii. So I'll report back on that. We'll be right back. Let's get back to this thing I'm calling a show. This is World Travel Dad. Let's face it, when I'm on the road, I get ripped off a lot. And I'm constantly making a fool of myself. But I'd like to share those moments with you because maybe it'll help you avoid a similar fate. Or maybe you can just make fun of me. First blooper is sort of more of a, um, a, a observation, I guess, if you will, about the cafe culture in Italy. And I know everybody loves it, and I do too. Don't get me wrong, but I am getting. I'm a little bit over the shot of espresso thing. I don't know if I get it yet. Um, it's such a small amount of liquid. You know, I order the cafe. You say Eel Cafe, and I was told by Babel that that was like the golden, you know, phrase. It's like that's the secret passcode. If you say that. Like you're in, you're cool, they know you get it, and they keep checking with me to make sure I know what I'm ordering. And I'm like, yeah, I, I took Babel, I know what cafe is. Um, it's just a it's a little shot of espresso. And so I'm not even sure that anyone else is ordering those now. Um, that wouldn't be the first time that, that Babel kind of leads you astray. I'll talk about that in a little bit here, but... Um, you know, these shots of espresso, there's so little liquid in there. I can't imagine that you can enjoy that for more than like a minute. And in fact, they say, you know, you're supposed to drink it in under five minutes. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's over too quickly for me. I, I need to enjoy something a little bit more. When I have one of those shots of espresso, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, should I get another shot? Um, I don't think you do that. I mean, if if you get two shots in a row, that's being a total American poser. And it's kind of like when I drank the coffee grinds in Turkey. That's just not how you do it. You don't get two in a row. But I think you you then, like 45 minutes later, you come back to the cafe and you get another one. So it's like kind of breaks your day up. You do that like six or eight times. And before you know it, and it's time for a limoncello. So I think there's some some of that going on. And on that note with uh, Babel, just to report back, it's not really going that well. I, um, I'm i not good at language. I thought I was, but I, I'm not. I, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people do it. I, I used to say, you know, like, Americans, we're just as smart as you guys. No, we're not. We're not. Foreigners are smarter than we are. They speak more languages. They're smarter. They've got more going on up in the brain. 
you know, we're, we're not doing ourselves any favor and I don't mean to go off topic here, but you know, we we're walking around with the new balance shoes, the socks, you know, you know, the white new balance shoes. I can't, I don't new balance. It's negligent that they're still selling those shoes. They're hanging us out to dry. You show up with the huge white new balance shoes in a foreign country you're just asking for trouble. They're getting people pickpocketed. I think it's a joke. I think somebody in the boardroom is like, you know, how long can we get away selling with selling these white New Balances? This is hilarious. Let's just keep doing it. People keep buying them. And uh, it's negligent. So I'm going to call it New Balance. Uh, Americans, we're not doing ourselves any favor, but um, they found me out here. I'm... I'm a poser. I don't speak Italian. I try and I'm not saying I'm going to totally give up, but they figured me out. So we're just going English from now on. Uh, I'm, I'm walking in there. I'm just giving them what they want. You know, they, they want me to just, uh, say uncle and tap out and that's what we're going to do. Thank you for listening to this show. I am constantly trying to improve through the process of iteration. Your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending it here. We are now available on Google, Apple, and Spotify. Wherever you are listening, please take a moment to leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. And I promise to do whatever I can to send you good vibes.